0: cool space is it you know what else is cool i
1: know it's cold you
0: know what else is cool huh. whales but you know what's even cooler hmm. whales in space
1: oh are we talking about that one doctor who episode
0: we're talking about whales in space
1: yeah the giant space whale you hear that movie space whale space whale you ah. know what's funny is that
0: we're actually talking about a star trek movie and we're like the least trekkie people out there well, not the least but we're definitely not—we're not Trekkies.
1: Do we have any Star Trek? Anything Nothing. like memorabilia? Anything? No. Any? I'm trying no. to think—the only the closest thing we have is the weird uh, Firefly Star Trek kind of parody shirt, T-shirt. Remember that?
0: Oh, you also have a Star Wars Star Trek one. It's a looks like Star Trek the motion picture, but it's actually Star Wars. Do I? Yeah, Alec Guinness and it has that rainbow. Oh, is that like, supposed to be Star Trek? It's like Star Trek Inspire? the Motion Picture.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. okay. I thought it was just a pride.
0: But yeah, like the the firefly, the it was a better red be, shirt.
1: Better to be a brown coat than a red shirt.
0: Yeah. Bada bing. And we know enough to know about the red shirt lore in Star Trek, but we're we're just we're not trucky people. Yet this movie, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home captured my imagination as a child well
1: and i think it, for both of us it's the only one that we had seen right yeah like on our like
0: excluding like the new like jj abrams right, one right, right. Well, i think we saw the first one of that but um and it
1: wasn't by design it wasn't like oh yeah let's go i'm going because we i saw it when i was a kid you mm-hmm. saw it when you were a kid yeah and we as and never, kids didn't know each other
0: <laughs> i think i was like i uh, i don't know i've seen i'm not gonna say i've seen wrath of khan because I haven't. I mean, consciously.
1: I know I've seen parts of it. I've
0: seen parts of it. I've seen there's like an ear with a bug coming out of it. And I, that's ingrained in my brain.
1: Oh, I don't remember Some that. kind of
0: weird like caterpillars coming out of Khan's ear or something. I don't know.
1: I just remember the guy from Fantasy Island was Vulcan or something. Nope. Hmm?
0: <laughs> Klingon? What do, right. We don't know our races. If you're a Trekkie, just ignore this No, one. wasn't
1: Ricardo Montalban...
0: Is that Spock's dad?
1: Wasn't he Spock's dad in that but movie? he's
0: in this one too.
1: But it's not Spock. It's not Ricardo Montalban. Oh, it's not. It's a uh, um,
0: shit. I don't know.
1: I forget. His last name started with an S. Oh, okay. Maybe Peter or something. I you I don't know what? Know. I don't know.
0: Not that important cuz it's not really a big part of this movie.
1: Well, and Our the thing with this movie this is, one is,
0: is the main crew and the earth lean woman <laughs> really that's well
1: i mean the main thing about this movie is it it picks up right after star trek 3 apparently the
0: search for spock so in star trek 3 spock so then, was wait, missing so and wait, now he's are the back. first
1: are the first four all i mean obviously they're all sequelized or whatever but
0: people kind of it's they're sequelized they standalones
1: really the I first mean, one is Oh, is it Star Trek? So it's two, three, four is like a set. Yeah. Okay.
0: And probably five. Five. The The Final Frontier. Six is Undiscovered Country.
1: My my stomach is. My mic is picking up my stomach. Cool. Digesting my orange juice and pizza.
0: It's a lovely breakfast.
1: Hey, it's the breakfast of champions.
0: So yeah, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. We both we both saw this as children. We both. For some reason, liked it because it's not. To me, it was always a standalone because it was about fucking whales.
1: So I don't know how many of, what would you call this? W- would this be the original cast that you would say? Mm-hmm. So how many of, how many of this cast? How many movies are there?
0: Um, I'm just going by like the soundtracks I have. because mm-hmm.
1: um, both me and this guy at work don't know. We have no well, clue. We didn't bother to. For Google. sure, uh, six.
0: Okay. Because that's Undiscovered Country. Kate was number six. Um, I mean, there was Star Trek Generations that had both next right. generation cast. We got and to this that one. one.
1: Like me and my friend Travis, we we knew parts of titles for these, and we also knew that there wasn't there one where Picard meets yeah that's um, generation Kirk. <laughs> um, and the, and then we got confused and we walked away. <laughs>
0: You're like a uh, conversation's over. Um yeah, I don't Oh, I took a lot of them out. I know for sure six. Um I can't remember what's after the undiscovered country.
1: So it goes like Star Trek the motion picture. hmm Star Trek number two. Wrath of Khan. Okay, that is Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Star Trek three.
0: The search for Spock.
1: Okay, search for Spock. Oh, okay, because they are talking about yeah he's how missing they,
0: the entire movie. What and then now he's back. He finds the end of three. No, I now know. he's acclimating himself back on. I know. Two. So
1: in four, because they had talked about how they kind of broke, disobeyed direct orders, and to go get Spock. And now They're talking about that,
0: Kirk's son is dead, which I was like, he has a son. I don't know. Okay, not important to me when I watch this. Then so
1: four is the Voyage home, five is
0: the Final Frontier.
1: Oh, that's the title we couldn't think of. Okay. Mm. And then six was um, Undiscovered Country yep. for Old Men. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, then okay. there's like
0: Generations. and. Okay. That was the combo of the two. And I don't know. But to me, none of that is important when I watch this movie. I get the basics. You only need the basics to watch this movie, I feel.
1: I, I mean, I only know this as the whale...
0: Well, yeah, that's what knows it is. Yeah. And this is the one that made the most money. This is the one that most people saw because it, it wasn't in that realm of Star Trek, really. You know, because it takes place on Earth. It's not a space movie, really.
1: And it has weird, yakety-sax-ish, it's, Benny Hill-type music <laughs> at points. And,
0: and it's the funny one, you know? This is this a, known as the funny yeah. one? Is this considered
1: yeah. the funny one? Is there yeah. like a... I don't know. There's more. Is comedic... there a dramatic one well, of the bunch?
0: The first one oh, is, it? Oh, is no. co- the first one is like an <clears throat> entity all its own. It was like 2001. They wanted to make it like 2001
1: because the show was campy. I think so. And yeah. I I remember watching lots was your dad of the show. Truck, the no, show? no, but I mean it would be because we only had you only had three to four choices for TV shows at any given yeah. time. Yeah, so inevitably you would watch
0: an episode of star trek
1: an episode of star trek once or twice whenever yeah but so yeah i remember that being campy and i don't remember watching any of the movies other than this one so i don't like i don't know if my family ever went out to go see the other movies
0: i saw this in the theater i know i did pretty sure with my brother and my dad because i remember the trailer we saw
1: Because I don't think this would have been a movie that we would have like, rented ever. Mm -hmm. Because by the time rentals came around, this was already old. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe. No,
0: we were renting movies. 86th? Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's not like it's the 60s. No, I know. Oh, you were renting movies.
1: You weren't buying movies, you were renting them. Would we have rented this? I don't know. know.
0: But let's talk about this movie
1: Star Trek The Voyage. It opened
0: on November 26th. 1986 so this was a thanksgiving weekend movie
1: that's a that's a big money movie time that's yeah thanksgiving that's christmas
0: at the time considered a ballsy thing to do
1: because it's why because it had better be good otherwise
0: yeah i don't think any star trek movie had opened on thanksgiving they'd never done that before
1: oh there's a kid with a dog
0: i already told her that kira was sleeping
1: so a child with short-term memory <laughs> apparently came <laughs> asking if our kid's awake and she had come by like five minutes ago.
0: Oh, she's still sleeping. So yeah, this opened Thanksgiving weekend and it did well. People went and saw it. Um,
1: I get it. I mean, it's a fun it's a fun uh, it's a fun watch. I Was well, I, this
0: better than, re- than watching Superman? Going
1: into it, I <laughs> had the same Um,
0: reservations no no
1: I didn't have any reservations going to Superman I had Mm -hmm. childhood wonder and Mm -hmm. a sense of excitement and thrill yeah and I had that same sort of feeling going into it and I go I think this one was good in my memory Uh uh-huh like I remember liking it so I was hopeful Mm -hmm. and watching it I'm like this movie is so dumb
0: and I love it
1: you know it's it's yeah so easy to watch
0: yeah, you don't need... It doesn't get involved in any kind of mythos of start. You don't have to be like, you okay, know, what's going on? Who are, Like, maybe at the beginning, but it doesn't even... Because Kirk, Kirk's on trial uh, well, for the,
1: the crimes he committed in the search He's for being, like, charged with char- all these charges. Yeah. And he's not there to and answer to them. Because he's mean, essentially a fugitive as, as far as they're concerned.
0: Yeah. And really... You can kind of just watch them. You don't have to think yeah. hard about it. I'm like, I'm not even going to get involved with this because I didn't see the, sh- the search for Spock. I don't know what is really going on, but I don't care because I know they're going to go to Earth soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, because the movie opens with like weird, for some reason, they have footage of the Enterprise blowing up.
0: Because he blew up the Enterprise. So. But, I mean,
1: how do they have that? I don't know what happened. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. Like, where was that camera? Anyways.
0: We just want to see the whales.
1: So <laughs> we know that somehow, for some reason, the Enterprise has exploded. Um, Kirk somehow is involved with that and there's a Klingon guy who's upset about and he's calling Kirk a terrorist mm-hmm. and then we see Kirk we see the, him and the crew on some planet with a it's Vulcan with a with a Klingon ship
0: they're on Vulcan because Spock's oh because that's is his there. house isn't it or whatever
1: yeah so I guess we're on Vulcan apparently which is I don't know Ralph McQuarrie's Mars it looks like Basically, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that that's how that movie kind of opens and I'm clueless. I don't remember why they're were doing this.
0: Well, I w- Wiki had a nice little short paragraph kind of summing up. Mm-hmm. It says, "Intent on returning home to Earth to face trial for their actions in the previous film. The former crew of the USS Enterprise finds the planet in grave danger from an alien probe." Attempting to contact now extinct humpback whales. So it takes place in 2286. Humpback whales are extinct. Mm -hmm. There's a probe in space, talking, but no one can understand them. They said, "What is? Who can communicate? What on earth ever in time will be able to communicate with this probe?"
1: Yeah, we see this giant black cigar with like a drifting, drifting through space, and it's shutting down and making this noise
0: it's shutting down
1: like power to ships and
0: it's causing like hurricanes
1: and then it's like (laughs) zapping the like an ocean and causing huge clouds of vapor which I guess earth at this point is run on solar power because it's like it's blocking the sun and we're running out of power yeah well it's
0: 2286 why not
1: and so they don't know what this noise is that it's making and
0: but Spock figures out
1: and somehow Spock, of course, is the one who can figure out, it, Oh, it's whales. It's- yeah, and more specifically, it's humpback whales. Yep.
0: So the crew has to travel to Earth's past because the, since they're extinct now, present time.
1: Yeah, they get they a tra- well. They get a distress call or a yeah distress message from Earth saying, "Don't come to Earth because we're not going to last much longer." Yeah. And. So Kirk, That's where
0: Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco, mm-hmm, yeah. 2288.
1: <laughs> so Kirk sends a message telling them that they're going to try to fix it by going
0: back in back time. In time. It's back to the future.
1: Which apparently is a thing they've done before.
0: They just slingshot around the sun. <sighs> I hate this slingshot shit.
1: <laughs> but okay. So, so
0: as yeah. is it's is it arriving in 1986, the crew finds their ship's power drained by the time traveling. So now they have to, A, find the whales, B, build a tank to hold these whales, because they have to mm-hmm. bring the whales back with them. Yeah. So they have to build, like, a fucking aquarium in their ship, mm-hmm. and then they have to find enough power to charge the ship back up. They have to find
1: well, nuclear, they're getting uranium nuclear
0: nuclear reactors.
1: I have to is say this, this word thing, again. Is this your thing you're doing? Or is that you no, actually trying to say the I word never, nuclear?
0: No, I... Nuclear. <laughs> there, I said it. Nuclear vessels.
1: <laughs> that scene was pretty funny when Chekhov, a comically over-the-top over top Russian. Russian, is asking a cop for nuclear vessels. Wessels.
0: Yeah, so this is the '80s, and the Russians are not really our friends. And he's asking I mean, for nuclear vessels. It's
1: smack in the middle of the Cold War. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and this this '70s porn stash cop
0: is just staring at him like.
1: Is just dead eyeing him.
0: I need to know the way to Alameda.
1: Looking for the nuclear just, whistles. He's just dead ass staring at him. Oh. Not doesn't. Ask him any questions. Doesn't say. Doesn't. Doesn't even move. He could be a mannequin, so, he, but he's just staring at. It.
0: So yeah, when they so they land in San Francisco and they all split up. Um, Kirk and Spock are gonna go look for the whales. Um,
1: I mean, they look like a bad bg's cover band. Scotty, this, this is weird
0: Bones and Scotty and Sulu are working on the tank, right? Well, Sulu yep. finds that helicopter and decides to go for like oh, a yeah, joy joyride. Right. Oh, yeah. He's Sula's, like, ah, screw your tasks.
1: For some reason, he's able to get like uh, okay. access to and then get a helicopter. A uh, Huey. Yeah.
0: He's like, I've flown these before.
1: Rocking in the war. Rocking the war.
0: And then Uhura and Chekhov are looking for the nuclear vessels.
1: I mean. So they can
0: repower their Klingon ship. Yeah, it's a Klingon ship that they're flying. They stole it. I don't know. Drive it like you stole
1: it. I do. I. What I really, really found myself enjoying, was the costumes oh, yeah. that our cast is uh-huh. our crew is wearing. Chekhov's leather jacket. Oh yeah, he's is amazing. Bones's leather jacket, or yeah, his leather. It's
0: like a western, sway, like his cowboy. leather yeah. jacket
1: is phenomenal. They're I love it. Their
0: poofy pants make me the, giggle. The weird. those are like a staple in all the movies i think those like poofy pants
1: yeah it's it's like a weird 80s movies like we had these in our disco days and now we've kind of modified them so that they're
0: that we just tuck them into our socks in our weird (laughs) like
1: aladdin pants yeah (laughs) but and then
0: ahura's got her uniform on she didn't they didn't give her any fun clothes to wear She's wearing her fucking
1: ship uniform. But it looks great. It looks really. It, well, she's wearing a, a red velvet chef coat, basically, is what it is.
0: I mean, Ahura's great. I love Ahura. Everyone Uhura. loves Ahura. Michelle uh, Nichols? Michelle Nichols. Oh, still kicking. I love her. She's still around. There's the famous story she wasn't going to take this role until Martin Luther King Jr. told her to do it. Like, who can tell that story? No one.
1: Oh, yeah. I was thinking of. I had mm. gotten my historical black figures mixed up with i thought it was ella fitzgerald but it was marilyn monroe yeah they were friends who would go to ella fitzgerald shows which let her get into white clubs
0: yeah okay no michelle nichols didn't she's like "Eh, i don't think i'm gonna do this show and Mm -hmm. then i guess she ran into Martin luther king jr on the street i don't know He's like, no, you need to do this show. You need to didn't, represent.
1: Didn't we Girl, get, you
0: need to represent science fiction. Didn't we
1: get this this history lesson from Drunk History?
0: Maybe. <laughs> no, know what? I've seen a lot of no, things on the show. I've, I've seen like... Probably, but, you know, first,
1: but didn't they do it on Drunk
0: They history? did the Geraldman. I know
1: they did the Elephant's Geraldman on Drunk But.
0: But, I mean, she's great. You know, she's rocking her 80s like Janet Jackson hair.
1: Oh, she's got fucking great hair and
0: her nails uh, i think she's always had those nails though i think the nails but were way kind back of her trademark the, her, the original series yeah. the os yeah i think That's she's made jokes nails. but how would i how impressed press these clickety clack on this thing yeah she's clickety clacking
1: and she's doing it man yeah hitting those two buttons over and over again captain click 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 clack clack clack
0: Click. um so yeah they um kirk and spock they go to the I forgot what the aquarium's called. The Cetacean
1: Kids Institute in Sausalito,
0: which is actually the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Uh, which
1: the- I n- don't think I've ever been to. Why
0: would you. It's up north.
1: I, I've okay. been to San Francisco often. Okay. Um,
0: so they go to this aquarium or this uh, whale institute, and we meet Catherine Hicks' character, Dr. Jillian Taylor she's a whale biologist and she's telling everyone how the whales are being hunted and they're gonna eventually go extinct because people keep hunting them and they have a pair of whales at this aquarium george and gracie uh and unfortunately they're going to be released released and she's really freaking out about this because she knows that the second they're released they're going to be hunted um and then Kirk is like, those are our whales. We're gonna we are we got to take those to space with us, <laughs> so we can save everyone.
1: Well, and they show some, uh, red asphalt level whaling footage, which is horrific.
0: It's probably the most horrific part of this movie. Because you know people go to the aquarium like I just want to see the whales, and then she's like, watch this video about whale hunting first.
1: Look at how much blood can come out of one. Yeah,
0: look at all how sharp these, knives are that we use to cut them open. Not we, they. Anyway got the message this is a very you know this was in the you know the 80s was you know climate change and all that stuff was a thing and saving the animals it was, saving the whales it was I mean, prime
1: save the whales era yep I remember seeing Save the Whales. Oh, yeah, definitely. All the Save the Whales bumper stickers. Yeah. I remember seeing all that.
0: And I guess the, the whale people, you know, Save the Whales people, they were really upset about this movie. They're like, how dare you put all these whales in danger? And they're like, none, no. <laughs> none of them are real.
1: <laughs> we didn't use any real whales. They, I mean, had if I think, animatronic tales they and They had like shit.
0: animatronic and uh
1: And stock ILM. footage, I think. And...
0: Yeah, and ILM did a lot of the effects, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, well, I guess we did a good job because <laughs> now these are real. You don't have to be upset.
1: That's as funny as uh, "Good Night and Good Luck" talking about how oh, over the McCarthy. top McCarthy was, and <laughs> it's actual stock footage. They're of like the actual picked
0: for McCarthy is way over the top. They're like, well, <laughs> actually, that was actual footage we used. So, um, yeah. So they uh, Spock, while they're there, Spock decides to uh, jump into the tank
1: in his big Vulcan in his, diaper.
0: In his big, in his little underwear, showing his legs off. He's talking to Gracie because he can do that.
1: He's mind melding. And of her. course,
0: you know, Jillian—is that her name? Jillian or yeah, Gillian?
1: I think it's Jillian. I the only Gillian I know is Gillian. Uh, the author? Nope, the actor, Jacobs.
0: Sure. Um, he goes in. And he's talking to the and she's like, "What is he doing in there?" Blah. She freaks out obviously because there's a human in the whale tank. And so, she, you know, he comes out and he's, she's freaking out at him and. Somehow they end up talking.
1: It's it's one of, it's the beginning of that weird, funny back and forth with her and Spock. It's like, what the hell do you think you're doing in there? And He's like. Because Spock the, is getting. The, the hell you are. The, the hell I am.
0: Because they realize once they get to Earth that they talk, we t- Earthlings talk different than they do. And they, we sprinkle our language with colorful words like Double dumbass, and dumbass, we, and and hell. And we use
1: apparently we use mild profanities with every other word.
0: Every other word, because <laughs> we want to be heard. And and so Spock is you know just using random curse words. He doesn't know how to use them, so he just colors his his language with them, and it's it's funny because there's a lot of the, the the thing that makes this movie I think funny is because. There's people put into an element that's foreign to them, but very known to us. Mm-hmm. And so we're laughing at them going, oh my God, this is how we are. And now you're in our, you know, I forgot there's a term for that. Putting them in situations that are unfamiliar, but.
1: Okay.
0: Anyway, it's a, like a Greek term. Hi. <laughs>
1: Hi that was.
0: Um,
1: Watching you flop around Yeah, was so funny. they
0: get the. Well, they agree to. Have dinner with her and just and explain everything that is going on even though it sounds completely nutso to her obviously mm-hmm. they're because everybody's just saying we have to take your whales <laughs> and she's like well no mm-hmm. not taking my whales and so they go out for pizza
1: when i think pizza. spock reveals that he knows that gracie's pregnant yeah
0: he's like gracie's pregnant she's like Brah!
1: and only how do you know that her and a few other people know that and so that so she's Confuses how he would know that, mm-hmm. because it's never been released publicly. That information yeah. uh, and I, that, well, and then that whole yes, no. Do you like Italian that food? was improv?
0: So they're in the car and she's, you know, he's like, let's go, let's, let's discuss this over dinner. And she's like, okay. Do you like Italian? And and Spock's like, no. And at the same time, Kirk says yes, and they both say no, yes, no, yes, back and forth.
1: I'll see if I can grab that.
0: And that was uh, that was improv. That
1: that was funny. You guys like Italian? No. Yes. yes. No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. Oh, we didn't even mention that this was directed by Leonard Nimoy.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Um, Leonard Nimoy directed The Search for Spock as well. I think. Oh, did he? Didn't he? Or was it maybe just this one? He directed this. Um,
1: and then after this, he also directed
0: a movie that blew my blew my mind. I didn't know he directed this. He directed Three Men and a Baby <laughs> in 1987. Another movie from my childhood. I had no idea that that was directed by Spock.
1: Like I know he drew. He would direct episodes of the show often. I knew that. The
0: original show? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, now, see, now I'm Now not sure. you're
0: questioning. Because he was like... But
1: I know he would direct things occasionally. I just had no clue he had directed Three Men and a Baby. And I love Three Men and a Baby. Me too. I think.
0: Well, I know. Again, it's probably been like 30 years since I've seen it. I know. I loved it. Um, got the Gutenberg in there.
1: Oh, the goots.
0: The goots is there. Um. So... Spock stays back at the ship.
1: You know, he stays back in the park.
0: In the park, yeah. As park far as she's aware. They have a cloaking device on their ship, but their ship is parked in Golden Gate Park.
1: It's Which is Will Rogers Park. Will
0: Rogers Park in LA. Um. But it's supposed to be Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And then she and Shatner oh sorry, that's not his name. <laughs> Kirk. Kirk. <laughs> um yeah, they go out to have pizza and he tells her exactly wh- who he is and where he's from. And she's like, you are insane. She does not believe him. Take your pizza. Let's
1: go. Oh, no, they go because she tells them that the whales are getting released tomorrow at noon. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, shit. And he's we, like, oh, shit, that's wh- that messes that's, up my timeline. Yep,
0: because we got to get those motherfuckers. So that means that the people making the tank, they got to hurry up and get their plexiglass. That's one. inch. Well, they got to figure out
1: how to get <laughs> enough material to make a tank.
0: Yeah, they go. To they're still up.
1: clearing out space, and they're setting up the area to be built into a tank. Yep.
0: Yeah. And they need to find uh, nuclear, West. nuclear reactors.
1: They need to get some amount of but, uranium.
0: Yeah, to charge their ship. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, they, you know, they find a a ship called the USS Enterprise
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> docked in the bay. And I'm assuming
1: it's just. Like a battleship, or yeah, a destroyer. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's the people are working on it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you know, living there. I like it's
1: just docked. But of course,
0: like, you know, they're they're caught when they're sneaking on, and Chekhov is Ahura escapes. She gets beamed up, but not in time for Chekov. He gets like shot or something. Well... attack. He falls.
1: He well, Scotty can't beam both of them up at the same time because there's not enough power. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to do you one by one. So got Sohura first. Uhura goes first with the uranium. And then Chekhov is there and they can't communicate. Their communications aren't working because uh-huh. there's so much radiation in the area. And so, of course, a chase ensues. Mm-hmm. And Chekhov, who is teeny tiny, mm. <laughs> all five foot six of him, sure. is running around a ship. Yeah. And he, he falls and I guess... It's concussed. Like,
0: yeah, concussed. Into a coma and or And gets something. captured and interrogated. <clears throat> um,
1: well, no, he's interrogated and then he runs off.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, yep.
1: And then yeah, and whatever. That's, that's the end of him.
0: Um, but then well, somehow Bones and...
1: And then Bones and Scotty find and, PlexiCorp.
0: Well, I'm thinking of, yeah, that's boring. Um, when they well, take him to the hospital, that's the fun part.
1: Well, yeah, but Bones and Scotty find the material that they need for their tank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and it's made by a, a plexiglass company. Mm-hmm. And so they need 60 feet by however many feet. But one inch. And it's six inches thick because that's the technology at the time. Yeah, And he, they don't have any money to buy it. Mm-hmm. But he says, I'll trade you.
0: My secrets.
1: For this one little thing. And he shows, he clickety clacks on his Apple E.
0: But it's called something else in the movie.
1: And what comes up is a new material that can do the same amount of work which is stronger, but it can only, only needs to be one inch thick. Yep. And it, they call it in the movie, they call it transparent aluminum, mm-hmm. which is aluminum, nitri, nitride, aluminum, nitride oxide.
0: Okay. Nuclear. Glass. Which hurting. is the
1: same material from Jurassic World, which it is. It all
0: comes together. The little balls is that you hate. branded
1: as Alon. Oh, Okay. Aluminum oxy nitride glass. There we sure. go. There we go. Because that makes more sense for Elon.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. So they get the the plexiglass they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have. Um, Kirk finds out that Chekhov is hurt.
1: And is in, at Mercy Hospital. Or the Mercy
0: Hospital. We get taken. Well, she says, "Oh, Mercy Hospital is the closest one in the area." Whatever. I think
1: but, it's like next to Chinatown. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So Kirk and Bones, obviously, the doctor, got to get him there, and her um, put on some scrubs. They steal some scrubs and (laughs) pretend to be doctors.
1: Why is it in the movie? Why is it always so easy to find scrubs? (laughs) They're just
0: laying around, uh, hanging up on random doors. (laughs) So they're disguised as doctors, and then... (laughs) <laughs> there's that lady in the wheelchair and bones is like what's wrong with you and she's like ah, kidney dialysis he's like what it's the dark ages <laughs> and he gives like, her a pill take like, his pill to grow a new kidney or something yeah um which is, <laughs> that's funny
1: well why are they leaving well she's in a bed yeah in the hallway why are they just leaving people in beds no hallways? you know
0: it's, God. it speaks to the hospitals at the time there's no room um but they they have to get in and see checkup, so they put Jillian on a
1: gurney, on a gurney in. and
0: pretend like she's like in pain, like she has cramps. Chris Bones gives the she's got, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever the medical term for it's it. Like, cramps. What did you, what'd you say she has? Cramps. You know, so she's get, a woman. Get it? Only ah, mm-hmm.
0: women have this problem. Um, so they find the room checkoffs in and. All these doctors are about to perform all these like barbaric, like a
1: lobotomy, basically.
0: Yeah, bar- yeah, putting holes in mm-hmm. drilling holes in the head and stuff. And Bones is like, "Are you mad?" Blah, drilling holes isn't the answer. And he, they basically lock them in like the medical supply closet yeah. and gets his out, gets out his little head beamer thing, which I think exists exists now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that does. So, so I think what that does is I think it. Relieves the pressure on the artery somehow, yeah, so
0: alleviates the. I'm
1: guessing it's some sort of like
0: yeah, because it was his artery that he said had to, yeah. I'm
1: some I think I'm guessing it's some sort of like ultrasound, you know, just yeah. some sort of wave yeah thing that can yeah zap the you know the artery.
0: Um. So he he turns out to be fine because they're using because twenty third twenty third century <laughs> medical knowledge is way better than us barbarians and um meanwhile so jillian goes back to her
1: to the institute institute
0: she finds the whales are gone Mm -hmm. they took the whales early they didn't want a media circus they didn't want to upset her and she's like so she runs back because only one person can save her this crazy man who says he's from space Mm -hmm. only one man can Maybe solve this problem. So it goes back to where she dropped him off in Golden Gate Park, even though there's nothing there. She's just yelling, um, Kirk, Captain Kirk.
1: Admiral. He's Admiral Kirk. Oh,
0: he's not demoted yet. <laughs> not till the end of the movie. Uh, Admiral Kirk, and then she runs, boom. Well, she, she runs sees
1: right a helicopter in. dropping oh, in. The,
0: a the plexiglass.
1: Giant sheet of plexiglass. And then it disappears in midair.
0: Yeah, she's like, what?
1: And then she sees a man appearing up out of midair he's, yeah it's Scotty standing on the ship but he's his lower half is invisible yeah
0: because
1: he's within the cloaking yep. thing of the ship
0: and then she bumps right into and she runs into the ship something <laughs> and she's doing that funny mime thing where which is pretty okay. convincing yeah um and so from inside the ship they see her they see the video of her out there they're like oh we gotta let her in so they beam her up and she's like Aah.
1: so kirk yeah beams her in
0: and he's like welcome to my ship, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh God, everything you said was true. Mm-hmm. You are a crazy man from space, trying to steal my." So he tells her that they're gonna get that to, to find the whales. Mm-hmm. They, she says, they've been released. They're in the ocean now. Let's. So go then they find go them. get
1: they go get their man Chekov. Yep, that, that whole thing happens. Yep. yep, and then they fly off and are searching for the whales.
0: Yep, and they because they can
1: track them with the radio frequency collars are wearing or the yeah, tag or go, yeah. whatever it is
0: so they go out in the ocean open waters and they see of course there's hunter whale hunters out there already
1: there's a, uh, a norwegian whaling they're finnish oh it's a finnish, finnish. whaling vessel
0: <laughs> Wettle. um they see grace and georgie and she's there they are and how do they get them
1: well they they get in between the harpoon that's flying through the air yeah. and the whales and mm-hmm. the, Harpoon dinks off the ship, Dink. off an invisible ship. Yep. And then and it appears, like, and the boat freaks out. And
0: do they beam them up?
1: They do. And then they beam them up they with beam the water. They beam up. Yeah,
0: that's some powerful.
1: So in an instant, there's two giant whales in the ship.
0: In the giant aquarium in the Klingon ship. And then Scotty says his favorite line. Admiral,
1: there be whales here. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm cutting that one out. I'm I gonna use the real one. Because <clears throat> that was terrible.
0: Uh, so they they got the whales on board, and they need to bring them
1: to so twenty
0: two eighty six mm-hmm. Earth. So they have to go back to the future.
1: <laughs> and at this point, all the Spock's calculations are invalid because of weight and power and
0: they, they weren't planning on too many water vari- weighing a lot. There's
1: too many variables, so Spock has to do the unconventionally. Vulcan thing and make a guess he gets to make a guess
0: and everyone's like what but then Kirk basically trusts his guess I mean if anyone you need anyone to guess
1: it it's ought gonna be Spark, spark.
0: yeah because his guesses are probably gonna be right <laughs> um so they go back to the future
1: with and Jillian goes and with she goes him. with
0: because she's got nothing up there I'm
1: single no, okay my issue is <clears throat> there's no way I get that she's single that's fine but there's no way someone who Loves animals so much that she doesn't own, like, a cat, even.
0: She's a whale biologist.
1: She has no. to have one pet back in I her overly care. expensive San Francisco I'm going to go
0: to your future where you have no animals. <laughs> I don't know. It's, you know, it's just a plot device. There wouldn't be a plot if she decided to stay back on Earth. They need... They thought, oh, it'd be fun. to just bring an Earthling to the future with us.
1: Like, there's nothing that she would want to bring from home? No. Like,
0: she didn't even pack clothes. Well. She didn't need them because she got a new outfit. Because there's
1: no underwear in space anyways. No. She had... Of which, she doesn't appear to be wearing underwear on Earth either. I'm sorry. But
0: this, this character. She never wears a bra. On. You can see it. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I mean, that's fine. You want to be comfy? Comf- you know, you're living in San Francisco. Uh, hey, fly. But... <laughs> uh. Anyways. Anyway.
1: So, they go... Back to the future.
0: Yep. Ah-ha. I've made that joke ten times and you've never
1: laughed. No. It's funny when I make it. but
0: And they drop the whales off in San Francisco Bay right by the Golden Gate Bridge. Basically. Yeah. They I keep mean, showing the bridge just to let you know they, that they this is where
1: they are. Basically crash into the water under the bridge. Yep. And, and Spock, I mean, Kirk does a heroic underwater water release for oh, the yeah, whales. Of the whales. Yeah, and,
0: and then the whales start talking to the probe that's still talking
1: and ba- so up. i guess the probe is just that whole probes thing is just making sure that there's whales everywhere or i don't know like what i mean
0: i don't know the deal with the probe it just they know that it's trying to communicate like as soon as it verifies it's causing, that there's whales it's causing rockets on earth
1: as soon as the probe verifies that there's whales there then it goes it away, goes away.
0: Ooh, ooh, what what the whales answered his question he's like i just want to know what time it is And the whale's like, it's 12 o'clock. He's like, thank you. And he goes away.
1: Now, my my thing, though, is if there's... So, okay, I get that there's no whales. There's still aquatic life, though, on this earth, right? Because what are the whales going to eat?
0: Yeah, it's got to be something. Right.
1: right? I would assume so, because the only reason there's no whales is because they've been hunted.
0: Yeah. But as far as everything else,
1: probably still shit in the ocean.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, okay. It's another eating future krill or whatever mm-hmm. yeah okay fine and
0: the weather starts to clear up
1: like we instantly see the, we
0: see the sun come out Everyone is celebrating yay and they're celebrating on the hatch of their
1: the atmosphere the- adjusts itself as quickly as it does in total recall which is insane but okay it's
0: called the
1: movies it's suspension of disbelief yeah get it.
0: definitely but, it's star trek
1: i mean it's fine
0: um it's yeah. for fun it's fun yeah. so they basically saved the planet in the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And now she is a member of
1: the, Galactic Federation the Starfleet
0: Command. She has a fancy new uniform. A lavender, and when I say she, I'm talking about Jillian.
1: Lavender and white. She
0: is no longer a member of the human race in 1986. She is now in 2286. She's got a purple and white uh, pantsuit.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah.
0: Uh, with f- poofy hair. Got, yeah, her, and her
1: weird Star Trek tracksuit.
0: And, you know, Kirk's like, dude, I thought we were gonna hook up. She's like, mm, maybe I'll find you someday. Maybe Bye. She totally in the night. He's like, as they say on in your time,
1: I don't have your phone number. <laughs> Hardy hard
0: And she's like, hey, hey. um.
1: And that's our movie. And that's our that. movie.
0: It's, I mean, a pretty simple plot. It's. um
1: Oh, it's a very simple plot.
0: You know, it wraps up in two hours.
1: There's real, and I mean, there's no.
0: There's no long exposition of Marlon Brando talking into a microphone. I don't know with a well, camera I
1: mean, there's no villain. There's no. There's really no antagonist
0: no, because, and this was Nimoy's thing. He wanted to make sure
1: that the villain was us. His
0: his vision was <laughs> for no dying, no fighting, no shooting, no photon torpedoes, no phaser blast, no stereotypical bad guy. I wanted people to have a really great time watching this film. And I think he got that across.
1: He he pulled it off. I mean, you, know, you have
0: the guy who's uh, interrogating Chekhov, you know, the guys on the boat, which are probably the most villainous of the 80s
1: Carryovers.
0: 80s Cario, that's who I thought it was at first. I'm like, is that Cariovas? Um But yeah, he just said he wanted to ha- people to have a good time. He wanted to have a, there's, you know, a message. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, save the whales, save the planet type of environmental message to it. Well,
1: yeah, really, the message is just be a decent human being. <laughs> I mean, come on
0: dude don't fuck up the earth's planet the earth's planet wow the earth's planet we have our own (laughs) plan um but yeah that was his 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 vision and i think he did a good job with that
1: he did a fine job um
0: this movie was shot extensively on location which obviously see in the streets of san francisco they are generally walking around Mm -hmm. the streets of san francisco you see parts of the transamerica building
1: i mean there's there's
0: obviously you see the many bridge. scenes
1: in this movie where i mean we've stood there yeah i'm like oh. we took a picture from the spot <laughs>
0: yeah um which again puts the audience puts makes it a more relatable star mm-hmm. trek movie to audiences because they can be like oh wow i i live there or i've been there or you know where you couldn't do that with can't do that with any other star trek movie right. so that's kind of fun um apparently so shatner let's talk about our, our people really quick william shatner um Everyone knows everyone knows Shatner. Everyone knows him. My mom has like a weird crush on him, I think. She has mentioned in the past mm-hmm. that he's very good looking. And yeah, I that cringe. made me very uncomfortable. Um, I have a funny Will, w- William Shatner story. When mm-hmm. I worked at the Coffee Bean.
1: And Tea Leaf. The Say Coffee the Bean name. and Tea
0: Leaf in uh, Studio City back in the day. Uh, William Shatner came in to get a coffee. And I knew right away who it was, obviously. I'm like, oh my God, this
1: kid." Okay. I think with with <sighs> William Chandler everyone always knows who it is at all times. Yeah. It, he and he knows that. There's no, yeah. he doesn't know that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when you, you know, you work at a coffee shop or you order something, they ask for your name. So, of course, you know, I play it cool because I always did. And I was like, he ordered whatever drink it was. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I get a name for this? And I'm just starting to slowly write Captain Kirk on the cup because I'm dumb, but I'm not. And he kind of pauses and gives me that smirk, that Shatner smirk uh-huh. and says, call me Dick. So I wrote Dick on the cup I and handed it over to the other guy making the drinks and that's my Shatner story.
1: I would love to know if that's his thing. I don't know. I- or was he just being smarmy i think you know maybe all of the just, above was he just feeling goofy that one day and he said eh, it's, it's, i bet he because always gives a see different him name they're
0: probably like oh my god it's captain kirk
1: there's no way he ever says bill you know when he's asked oh, yeah. that question no way
0: maybe he changes up I'm, I'm guessing
1: it's a day. it's either a different name every time or it's always dick
0: yeah maybe i like to think it's always oh, it's uh it's, i don't know but it was it was that's kind of fun but he actually wasn't going to come back for this movie. He didn't want to. Searcher Spock, done.
1: Is this when? Is this? Was this the height of their of him and Nimoy not getting along? I don't know. Or was this at the peak of them getting along? Because I know they were very hot They'd and kinda cold.
0: They kind of had it up and down.
1: Because um, I know at the end of Nimoy's life, they They hadn't been talking.
0: Oh really? I thought they were friends. No, also. they were way oh,
1: that's out. Sad. Nimoy had cut him out completely. That's
0: sad. Yeah, that makes me sad because he didn't That's, go to.
1: Shannon didn't go to Nimoy's funeral. Oh,
0: well, I bet he regrets that, though. I don't know.
1: I mean, he. I think his, the excuse given was that he had prior engagements, but well, he, they hadn't. He hadn't Nimoy hadn't, hadn't reciprocated any of his. Mm. Like letters and things for years, apparently. I
0: don't know. I just feel like he didn't. He wasn't going to come back unless they paid him two million dollars and the promise of directing the next film
1: and did he direct I think the next Shatner one?
0: did direct Final Front the Final Frontier
1: that's a very uh, Shatner title
0: yeah. I mean um yeah so he came back they paid him a lot because of the so they each Nimoy and Shatner both got 2.5 okay million um which is less than their original demands. I guess he wanted more. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But because they had to pay them so much, Paramount couldn't afford well-known actors for this new show they're working on called Star Trek The Next Generation, which is why we get the cast that we have, which became iconic.
1: Which is why you get Will Wheaton and all them.
0: Yeah, Whatever the names are. That guy that you worked for.
1: Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes very nice David. guy yeah what are the brent spiner brent spiner and uh obviously
0: well, uh jean luc picard nope what's his name
1: lavar burton <clears throat> and patrick stewart and...
0: yeah i guess they had other people in mind that were more high mm-hmm. more well known but they couldn't afford him anymore because of all the salaries going to this show i mean, going to this movie well, that's fine. so it worked out i mean it's just one of those like weird happenstance things that because of this we got this and now that is iconic. You know, so I mean you
1: can you can create a million different <laughs> butterfly effect scenarios for Hollywood. Oh yeah. You know,
0: so. <clears throat> I just thought that was interesting. So did you know who was originally gonna play Doctor Jillian Taylor?
1: Hmm. I told you this. But. I don't remember. I wasn't listening probably. Uh Eddie Murphy. Oh that's oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right okay yeah, yeah, yeah so um I went back to thinking what woman would be playing oh, no okay so
0: they said the benefit of Eddie Murphy was that it would attract non Star Trek mm-hmm. fans
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then Nimoy also acknowledged that it meant the film might be like totally made fun of <laughs> you know because they were bringing the, in a comedic actor it would have
1: then have been pegged as a comedy yeah Star Trek
0: um, so the, the original screeners screenwriters were hired to write a script with Eddie Murphy as a college professor who believes in aliens and likes to play whale songs.
1: Basically, what it that is, is um, Orlando Jones's character from evolution, evolution.
0: Huh? Maybe that's what we I But I guess Eddie Murphy didn't like that. He didn't like that kind of character.
1: Did he think maybe he wanted to do something more serious? Like, play it more serious?
0: Maybe. He just said he didn't want to do it and decided to do the Golden Child instead. Hey. <clears throat> Which, Golden one, other, one of those butterfly effects, I guess. Good By movie. turning down this, he did. But I'm glad we got, who we got, uh, Catherine Hicks. I get her, mix her mixed up with, I think her name is Victoria Tennant. She is in Flowers is. in the Attic. <laughs> and I get them mixed up. All the time. Because when I started watching this movie, I'm like, oh, it's the, the the mom from Flowers in the Attic. I go to Wikipedia. I'm like, why can't I find Flowers in the Attic in her filmography?
1: Never saw it.
0: Catherine X is on Seventh Heaven.
1: Never saw that either. Off.
0: I never did either, but I know she was on that. That's, I think, her big, like, people, most people probably know her from that. Most people who watch that show. That was a popular show with a lot of people. I don't know. Um...
1: Seventh Heaven was weren't they like wasn't he like a, a minister or something? I don't the dad know. was weren't they like a churchy family?
0: I think so, maybe. Okay. Jessica Beale. Oh yeah, that's right. Beverly Mitchell. Remember that guy thought I was Beverly Mitchell. He asked me for my autograph.
1: I vaguely and I remember that. and
0: I'm like, How what? I don't even look remotely like her. That was when we went to Attack the Clones midnight showing uh-huh. in Glendale and the guy's mm-hmm. like, Can I have your autograph? I don't know what the fuck. He's, he's like, aren't you Beverly Mitchell?
1: Like, no, bitch. I'm Karen Carpenter. See my eyebrows? See my eyebrows. Rude. Um, oh, boy. Okay. So
0: one of the scenes I always liked when I was younger was the scene on the bus.
1: With the punk, the punk With on the, the bus. punk,
0: the punk rocker who's listening to his boombox really loud. He's got the mohawk. And everyone's like, God. You can tell everyone on the bus is kind of annoyed. And like Spock's like, can you turn that down? And he... <laughs> gives him the finger. Well, I think
1: Kirk asked him to turn it down. Kirk does,
0: because Spock does No, He's not
1: confrontational.
0: Yeah. And Uh -uh. he said he, he gives him the finger, which I always thought was funny when I was (laughs) a kid. I was like, he he did a bad thing. (laughs) And then Spock's like, well, I'll take this into my own hands. And he gives him the Vulcan neck pinch and passes out. Everyone starts applauding.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So that guy, the punk is actually, he was one of the, like PAs basically on the movie. And he's like, oh, uh, well, I can write this because he and another guy wrote the song they recorded Wait, in
1: the PA and another guy wrote
0: wrote the song he's listening to oh really I hate people <laughs> they recorded in like an empty hallway to make it sound yeah junky kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like garage bandy yeah garage bandy they recorded the song and then he dressed up as the punk and plays him and he did a lot of other stuff on the movie so they actually bumped him up to an associate producer hey um, and he's worked in movies as that like for a while now. And he actually made he worked on Spider-Man: Far From Home. And he got to be a, have a cameo as a punk rocker with a boombox. Hey,
1: man, make your mark.
0: I'm like, hey, but that was kind of cool.
1: That's a Kirk Thatcher, Kirk wasn't it? Kirk
0: Thatcher, yeah. yeah.
1: In fact, I know that name, but I don't know if I know that name.
0: It only like from
1: everyone... just looking that up after you told me, I don't know. I don't know. And it is also a very yeah. That's a an. A name that could be ubiquitous to anything at any time. Yeah, you know that baseball player, Kirk Thatcher. (laughs) Um,
0: What other scenes are fun? I liked that one. I mean, any of the scenes where they're trying to be 20th century earthlings is just kind of entertaining because they're so out of their element?
1: Well, I mean, I know, like, it is a common joke to make fun of um, Shatner's acting. Oh, yeah. I you, mean, like, when if you've, you've even, even if you've never things. seen Star Trek, you know those. You've seen the impressions. You know that trope. You yeah, know that.
0: you've seen the impressions, and
1: and I was aware of that, but I never had anything to really to really um, fit into the context until mm-hmm. I saw this in this viewing. I'm like, oh, I do see it now. Mm-hmm. It is odd. Yeah. Ooh, my stomach just. Does- mm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that is how he does him. Yeah. <laughs> and once you see that, it's really hard to not But
0: i notice. I'm, but I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it
1: because I understand that's who Kirk is. Yeah. I I don't know if that's how Shatter acts and everything he's ever acted in. I don't know
0: because I've only ever does really he, seen him in this. In this? Does oh, he he's in *Miscongeniality*
1: Congeniality. As the, like, the, the host. MC guy, Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Why don't we own that movie? It's so good.
1: But yeah, so seeing that and finally realizing, oh, this stereotype isn't just a jokey thing. It is. I mean, there it's it obviously, is. It's right there.
0: It's heightened in impressions. <laughs> yeah, you know, of people take longer pauses,
1: and they put a little. But that's more still into what he, e- That's still how he do.
0: Yeah, well, that's fine. I like Shatner. I like Nimoy. Um, I like this whole like crew. Oh, Even they're though fun. I, yeah. I don't see them in anything else. I'm not going to go and watch All Boys because I like them. Because I like them in this particular mm-hmm. movie. I like the joke with Chekhov's accent and nuclear whistles. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Bones and he's he's so mistrusting of Spock because...
1: Because of whatever happened in Whatever three. happened
0: in 3 <laughs> and now he's back and he's like very suspicious of him. He's like, I don't think he should be... I think he needs more time. I don't think he should be running this ship type of thing and he needs
1: to be supervised at all times yeah
0: he doesn't trust him he's like why can't you tell because apparently in in three spock like died and then like and saw the afterlife and all this stuff and bones like tell me what you saw and he's like you can't understand what i saw because you're a human basically saying
1: you i have to die to know what yeah and spock is like yeah
0: and he's he's like
1: oh
0: don't get mad at that um the hospital scene was always my favorite scene because i thought it was funny how they i don't know i always liked it when i'm like "Ooh, the hospital scene
1: is is kind of a, a classic caper you see, th-
0: you see that in a lot of movies where you they're know, pretending
1: it, it is that one kind to of to be
0: doctors so i saw it in something else it is the, it is the
1: very yakety-saks moment of the movie
0: <laughs> um the guy who did the music for this movie leonard Ro- rosenman Rosenman, leonard rosenman so james horner who did the music for wrath of khan and search of spock but I guess he didn't want to do the voyage home, and so okay. I don't know. He just wanted to move on, do something else. Okay. So Fine. Leonard Nimoy turned to his friend Leonard Rosenman, who did the music for the animated Bashki classic Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um. Yeah. So he did the music for this one, and it still has your classic Star Wars themes in it, which which are great. We played a played it in band, and it was like one of my favorite pieces we ever played. <laughs>
1: Okay. It's all. The film I never, was dedicated. I, I
0: know you did. The film was dedicated to the crew of the uh, Challenger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which had uh, unfortunately exploded earlier that year. And I, I the, thought, the cast and crew yeah, yeah. of Star Trek wished to dedicate this film to the men and women of the spaceship Challenger, whose courageous spirit shall live to the twenty-third century and beyond. And I guess when they premiered this movie, that got a standing ovation because it's still very fresh in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, 86, I mean, so it happened in January. I was this.
1: 11 when that happened, yeah. Yeah, so.
0: I yeah, thought that was a nice little thing. Um, how, what do you think uh, this movie made? What was the budget? Budget was 21 million. So like half of what Superman was. In
1: 86?
0: hmm Again, this is, this Star Trek movie was the most profitable.
1: A 150 million.
0: 133. Oh. So 133 million did well.
1: Wow, that is good.
0: Um, in the first week, it ended Crocodile Dundee's eight-week reign of the <gasps> Crocodile American box Dundee office.
1: Dundee was one of my favorite movies. Wow. Okay. I mean, Crocodile Paul Hogan was just a box office monster. And you gotta go pee-pee. Yep. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's cue the music. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yeah, Paul Hogan was the classic flash in the pan.
0: Yeah.
1: Huge one moment and then fucking just gone.
0: Crocodile Dundee is one of those movies where I feel like it was probably something my parents were watching and I happened to be... Mm -hmm. There at the same time, but didn't watch. Like, it wasn't, like, Superman I would actively watch. Like, Croc- there's other things, like, probably, like, The Wrath of Khan, where it was probably on, mm-hmm. but I was too young to, like, sit and actually watch it. Because I don't remember Crocodile Dundee at all. Maybe I've never even seen it, like, at Crocodile all.
1: Crocodile Dundee is definitely a movie I've seen more than once back in the day. Okay. I probably haven't seen it in 25 years. Sure.
0: Longer, probably.
1: <laughs> but I know I've seen it. Oh, at least five times. Six, maybe up up to a dozen, probably.
0: This movie ended its eight-week reign to the box office.
1: Well, I mean, cool. I mean, good for both of them.
0: Um, This was nominated for three Academy Awards, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, for uh, Sound Effects Editing, and Original Score. Did not win original score. I know that
1: um, cinematography. I would say no.
0: Probably no. I think at the time because there's so heavy in the ILM. If anything, effects I would, and if stuff. anything,
1: I would do like sound editing or whatever. Yeah. What did it win for? It didn't win any. It was oh. just nominated. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, it was just nominated.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it. There's nothing remarkable about anything technical for the movie. No, really. I mean, the effects are. Know, pretty good.
0: I mean, you can tell when that's like a green screen or like stock footage that's placed. The, the in effects
1: are probably not any better than Superman's. Than Superman. Hmm. I mean, it's They're they're fine, special. And there's not really a whole lot that's remarkable. It's really
0: just the whales and the, the yeah. space Cause stuff. Because really, because. You
1: know. Because it's because there is no explosions, no gunfight, no.
0: Yeah, you don't need all that stuff, yeah. and it doesn't take place in space like yeah. the other ones. You wouldn't need as as much. So,
1: I mean, I probably cut down a the lot biggest of, special uh, effects would be the invisible ship on the ground and mm-hmm. and that shot of the ship landing on the ground where the
0: mm-hmm. ground depresses. Yeah, yeah, and that's just and that's probably a practical down. effect. Yeah. probably just.
1: I mean, it's just a a platform that they That they, they lowered with grass yeah. on it, yeah. fake
0: grass, and it was probably. <laughs> A miniature. <laughs> the, the trash
1: can, I'm guessing, is some weird little miniature effect where you, know, you, know, you, you flatten it.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think this did, Rotten Tomatoes-wise? Which I realize we never announced how Snoti acted with Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, do you, but do they you have, have the that? Same, yeah, I have, they're the same number. Oh, really? <laughs> Another San Francisco movie, by the way. <laughs> Two um, San Francisco movies in a row.
1: 89.
0: 85. Oh, okay. They both got 85. Um, so people liked this one. They like you know, Nimoy got his got his wish. I think people, a lot of people had fun watching this movie. A lot of non Star Trek mm-hmm. fans, like us, oh yeah, went and saw it because it seemed so different, and it is. And a lot of I mean, critics were kind of you know mixed. A lot of critics said the plot is ridiculous.
1: It, it is. It is. But, but
0: a lot of people are like, you know, the plots, It's fun.
1: But and, also, it's Star Trek.
0: I know. So you can't. I mean, if this was any other franchise, really, you'd be like, "Mm." but Star Trek has done everything. It's not Schindler's List.
1: It's Star Star Trek. Trek.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, 85 is pretty solid. I think when you look at a movie like this.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. They weren't
0: trying to be serious. Mm -hmm. They wanted to get a nice little environmental message across and just have fun. And And make a fun
1: movie. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. It's perfectly... There's There's nothing that would keep someone from watching this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the initial stigma of like, oh, a Star Trek movie? I don't yeah. know anything about it. And you'd be like, you don't have to because I don't.
1: I think they're in space for I know a whole enough. two minutes.
0: <laughs> like, if you know enough about Star Trek, like, oh, I know like who like Captain Kirk is and Spock. You know, oh, and that ship. I know what it looks like. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, it's so ingrained in our culture. The easy bits—you <laughs> don't have to know the canon, or you don't have to know the the extended universe, any of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, when I watch this movie, it's like, is it going to make me want to watch other ones? And it never does. No, I never. I don't watch them and be like, you know, what, I should really, you know, go back and watch all of them because I really feel like it. no, I never really do. And so I'm like, meh. Like, you know, we saw the first J.J. J. Abrams one because it seemed new and exciting and it was jj abrams i'm like oh let's let's watch this and it was that was pretty fun too had a lot of great scenes in it what are you looking at who are you looking up?
1: i'm looking up because i know like there are in-depth star trek people like uh matt myra sure who they know each ship you know? Oh, my brother! Is like a each iteration of the Enterprise. Yeah. So this one is the first yeah. appearance of the 1701A. Sure. Yeah. Enterprise, which I've never noticed was a, a thing until, you yeah, know, you would hear other, people other talking. nerds talk. Yeah. about
0: it. No. Yeah. Yeah. My brother is a huge Trekkie. He's he's the one who watched the original. I think my dad watched the original series, but my brother is a huge Trekkie, and sometimes I think he's more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. But I mean, I had the one, the one franchise I never got into
1: when I was a kid. I did have a large Enterprise um, cutaway view poster.
0: Yeah. Just probably because it looked cool.
1: Probably. I mean, it's
0: a cool looking ship. I've always liked the ship. It's very, I mean, recognizable.
1: It's it is. It's it's the iconic image of Star Trek.
0: Yeah. The ship. Yeah. From the top down. Yeah, Looking you, at you, see the legs. The big hockey the, puck in the legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what... I think that's the the lasting thing of this movie is that you don't have to... Like, no one ever jump in. Like, I'm going to watch Undiscovered Country. You'd be lost. The, I yeah, feel like I mean, you wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. This,
1: this movie is very accessible.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's the word.
1: So, I mean... Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think it's fun. Don't let the the stigma of Star Trek and...
1: I mean, it's ridiculous, but it—that's what makes it fun.
0: Watching it, yeah. Yeah. I think all the Star Trek movies are on Hulu right now. I think, right?
1: I I know for sure this one. guy looked it up.
0: Um, so I don't know.
1: They might be. Don't don't have
0: to watch any other ones. Just watch this one. It's. I don't know which
1: other ones are on there, but yeah, I know this one for sure is.
0: Yeah.
1: I know it's a fun one. Yeah.
0: Um. So. I'm good. Yeah. Well, so I have. We have a fun little announcement regarding our upcoming schedule. Okay. Um. So this is the time of year. It's fall where my movie watching is very dependent on the time of year and my mood. I know. I just repeated myself.
1: Okay. Um, Go on.
0: So we decided um, to not retire, but put our little Google randomizer on hold for a bit. And I actually scheduled out movies for October because it's a spooky month <laughs> and movies for December because it's a holiday-ish month. And I was like, in those movies, in those two months, I they're – I love watching them during the time of year that they take, that they're, does that make sense? Like, I don't want to watch a Christmas movie in July. Okay. Now, we don't have too many Christmas movies, but there's certain ones where I like to watch around Christmas time. So I wanted to make sure that we do these in the times where it's appropriate. Mm hmm So we actually, I actually scheduled out October and December. They're all booked. (laughs) I'm not going to give away what they are, but.
1: Barring any but new our, additions. Actually, we
0: have a lot more spooky movies than I thought because each month has nine movies. And I actually had to... Ooh, I'm like, ooh, I have a big list for October. I had to shave it down to nine. So,
1: <clears throat> so some didn't make the cut. Some
0: didn't make the cut. I'm like, you know, these, This, I wanted the ones that really felt October-y to me. There's certain ones I love to watch in October just because I love that mm-hmm. It's my favorite month. And the ones I took off, I'm like, you know, I could probably watch those other times and not be...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the ones in December, I didn't... We don't have, like... We, don't,
1: ha- we don't have the Santa Claus.
0: No, we don't have... <laughs> you know, I think the most Christmasy one we have is, you know, the Grinch one. Um, <clears throat> But there's the ones where I like to watch around Christmas time because mm-hmm. they kind of feel Christmassy. Some are kind of wintry. So those are in December. And we're actually... And I kind of want to do this from now on. where like, certain ones that are specific to certain days. Fit like, we like should a, have done, like... Fit,
1: like, a release date. I mean, a... Uh, or you like know, a podcast like, release date. I mean,
0: yeah, it's always on the release date. Yeah, um, we, like we should have done Independence Day on Fourth of July. Should we have? I don't know. Yeah, okay. makes sense, but we didn't. But um, we're actually starting. So the episode after this is going to fall on September twenty second, which is actually International Hobbit Day, and so I thought it'd be nice to do the first Hobbit movie on that day, an unexpected adventure.
1: Is it Unexpected Adventure or Unexpected Journey?
0: I don't know. It was Adventure. I thought it was Adventure. Because the
1: book is Journey.
0: Is it? What book? It's just called The Hobbit. Sean's having a stroke right now.
1: I don't know. Now now, um, now I don't know.
0: <sighs> I know. But I thought it'd be fun to do a Hobbit movie on that day. Oh, I took it off because I took it to put it on our calendar. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, so our next one, The Hobbit I can't click an unexpected adventure. <laughs> unexpected adventure. Is it? Yes, it is. Deal with it. Now he's got to like see. What is, why does mine say adventure? Because you're
1: dumb. You wrote adventure for some reason. Sure. So I'm, um, according to the okay, it's interwebs. Insane. It's tiny. the Hobbit. Unexpected journey.
0: Okay, so we're watching journey, not adventure. <sighs> Even this says adventure on my checklist. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> who wrote that checklist? was you. Anyway. You weirdo.
0: The Hobbit, Unexpected Journey. I don't know. I don't think it's
1: I wanna I wanna Google The Hobbit and Unexpected Adventure fuck and you. see what comes up.
0: <laughs> I don't it's know if give it's me streaming a, a anywhere. Link or oh god. I
1: don't
0: know if it's streaming anywhere. If you haven't seen it, it's it's a fine movie. I don't know. It's
1: people have <laughs> you Google it and it autocorrects the journey. Oh fuck you. <laughs>
0: um People are kinda like, eh, I'm the Hobbit movies just because it was such a it was kind of a mess kind of a mess but um, still entertaining I think so yeah that's that's up next International Hobbit Day and like 5,000 birthdays I know there's so many birthdays on the 22nd really?
1: yeah
0: I don't know why I meet some people uh,
1: in your circle of friends or whatever in your life yeah at least
0: four that people that's a lot that I know five that I know
1: okay that's quite a bit and
0: then you add Bilbo and Frodo in there and you got seven (laughs) (laughs)
1: because why wouldn't you
0: yeah okay but okay until Um, oh uh, oh, you have another announcement
1: we didn't announce it last time either we have a twitter account now for this oh
0: yeah we have one follower me
1: and my other podcast follow
0: Yeah, two followers sweet
1: so yeah our twitter account is at why do we own this one with the number one the numeral one numeral uno yeah
0: so if you're I don't know if I'm going to do it, if you're going to do it.
1: I'm going to, um, well, I think I'm going to try to set it up so that it'll tweet when I post. Sure. You know? So. Okay. Other than that, I don't know. All right. I mean, we each have our own Twitter account, too, but.
0: Yeah. That's. Uh, Twitter is a void.
1: I don't go on there very often because I'm tired of all the political posts. Um, But yeah. Okay. I'm going to go check on the giant caterpillar we found in the backyard.
0: All right gonna beam him up
1: no i'm just gonna leave him there
0: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> okay bye live long and prosper
1: that's is that ever said in this movie yes when when he's oh, talking to his end. dad oh and maybe at the end when he's talking to his dad at the end right sure when i say goodbye yeah oh okay maybe okay i didn't even notice okay
0: bye bye